The scribe from the gospel today had studied the scriptures very well in order to discover the multitude of commandments to live a good life on earth. The Mosaic law as we know it was not only a regulation to man's relationship with God as we would expect from religion, but also a regulation about our relationship with one another, the relationship with oneself, and also even with the environment. So this man seems to be honest in his question to Jesus. He probably found himself pulled in many directions, struggling to even begin to learn all 613 precepts. A good person who wasn't apathetic or indifferent, but was struggling to give himself to the right thing at each moment. There's so many things to do, so many of them so interesting, so important, so many ways of doing things as well. Hence the question of this man, which is the first of all commandments? And Jesus, he sees the good intention of the man's question for that unifying principle. But with his response, he, Jesus, opens him to something equally important, the intensity with which you devote yourself to the one thing. Jesus says, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. So Jesus' quote of Leviticus doesn't want to separate all these in compartments, heart, soul, mind, and strength, but to explain the totality of our being, loving in fullness with all of our being, one thing with your whole being, will, reason, passion, one and fully. So we can say that Jesus proposes a unifying principle for our life that is deep enough to encompass all of my activities. A principle that is great enough so that it may endure time and last our whole lives and strong enough to attract all of my energy. The one love that unifies all of our being, being able to love God above all and loving Him in others with all that I am. Distractions, on the other hand, arise when there's no unifying principle in my life. And so we are pulled in many directions. Or when that, that unifying principle has become weak in our lives. And so we replace it with a multiplicity of things. Many things with much passion or one at a time but with little passion. Trying to find fulfillment in the next thing up. The American poet T.S. Eliot, he reflected this 
on one of his poems where he says, distracted from distraction by distraction, filled with fancies and empty of meaning, tamid apathy with no concentration. Distraction always leads to more distraction, opening up more distractions, enabling even more distractions in our lives. It's a never-ending slippery slope. Always thinking that maybe something else or that very multiplicity would satisfy my heart. But like salty water, distraction always leaves us thirstier and seeking the next thing, the many. Distraction is always in some way selfish as it involves our going after apparent goods that we want to obtain other than the most important thing in our life, that, that unifying principle. So it's always giving myself and choosing all these different things that I give myself other than the one most important thing. Attraction, on the other hand, leads us out of the confines of ourselves, as it always implies being moved by goodness and truth that is out there and invites me to give myself completely to them in love. So the Lord invites us to move in our lives from distraction to live more by attraction. A move that will help you live life with a greater inner peace, with more energy in everything that you do, being a more inspiring person to others that enter in contact with you, more fulfilled and more wise. Who doesn't want that? Who doesn't want to live that way? So how can we live according to the gospel principle of attraction and not distracted by so many things? The first decision is we need to commit ourselves to doing one thing at a time. One thing at a time. This implies the exercise of our freedom in renouncing to doing other things that we could be doing at that moment. And this is the first step, discerning what do I need to do now and devote myself just to that one thing, renouncing to all others at that moment. When Jesus visited the house of Martha and Mary, once his great friends, the sisters of Lazarus, one of them, Mary, did just one thing. She did just one thing. She sat at the feet of Jesus and listened to his teaching. Martha also listened to the teachings, but she did so while she continued with all the work and the business and the house chores. And so Jesus said to her, Martha, Right now, only one thing is important. Only one thing can be important at a time. The word one appears 525 times in the four Gospels. 
Yes, Jesus is not always speaking about like the, the one, but, but he has a great emphasis and teaching on being able to devote ourselves to the one thing that is important right now. This is the key to be able to enjoy things that we do while we do them. It is the only way that we can enjoy what we are doing while we are doing it. If we devote ourselves to just one thing at a time. However, committing to one thing at a time is not enough. Because we could do that with no enthusiasm at all. So the second decision is to do things intentionally and not by default. Choosing to do what we do with our whole hearts, involving all that we are, as Jesus says, heart, soul, mind, and strength, our whole being. In life, there's two kinds of activities, we could say. There's want-tos and there's have-tos. Some things that we really want to do and nobody needs to tell us, we will find time even if there's no, no time for it. The other order is that of things that we have to do according to our state in life and responsibilities. And they're part of something bigger. If I am a student, I have to study and do homework. And if I am a priest, I have to do certain things. And according to our state in life, there's things that we have to do. The more you do your have-tos intentionally, the more you can move them over to the want-tos columns. I tell you, going to Mass was a huge have-to for me growing up. But it became a want-to. Once I invested my heart and I began to experience everything that there was there for me. And then it became a want-to. And so it could be with any thing in our life. Doing both activities, want-tos and have-tos, with your whole heart. That is the secret of Jesus. That is the secret of the saints. Nothing is wasted in their lives, in the life of the saints. And the third aspect of living your life by attraction and not swayed by distraction is to plan well when am I going to do each thing? So that when I devote myself to the one thing that I have chosen with my whole heart, I can be totally present there without thinking, when am I going to be able to do these other things that I need to do? When am I going to have the time? This is the biggest source of stress in life for people. It is not having too many things, but not knowing when will I have the time to do them. So we need to be able to plan well, when are we going to do each thing? And if, if there is too many things for the time that I have, then there are too many things. And I do need to drop some. Jesus' response to the scribe reaches our ears today. As we often find ourselves distracted from distraction by distraction, as that poet said. 
the amount of wasted energy increases and our inner peace decreases. Jesus presents us in this night with a unifying principle capable of unifying all of our energy, namely to live our lives to love him with our whole beings and to love him in others. One Lord, one life, one love, one thing at a time. That is the way Jesus lived his life. He accomplished so much, but all that he did, he did in love for the Father, and one thing at a time.